2: Skins Nation, what Welcome back. is
3: up? Welcome back, Tay and Todd Redskins Podcast. By now, you know what it is. This is Todd,
2: and this is Tay, and we are back for another one.
3: Another one, episode three. Uh, I want to say we're at I think about 160 followers, and it's been about five days. So that's awesome. That's encouraging. Uh, we've been getting a good amount number of listeners. I think we're I think first episode is almost at 40 the second one wow. i think just got over 20 and so that's wow. really really cool so thank you everyone who's listened everyone who's tweeted at us everyone who's followed everyone who did um the chase young giveaway sweepstakes just thank you for all of that it's it's we've we're able to see the growth in just a week so that's really cool cuz we weren't sure how this would go so thank you everybody who's listened and and, and uh, supported
2: yes i would i, w- I couldn't agree anymore we have just exceeded expectations honestly we came into it just wanting to talk sports and wanting to be clean and wanting to be precise and just wanting to be real when it comes to talking redskins football and the response we've gotten from you all has truly been good and we're looking forward to talking more football with you all and hopefully you all continue to listen and spread the word
3: yeah i hope so uh, we've been getting followers on twitter of people who we hadn't followed and people who i hadn't contacted with so It's definitely spreading. People are seeing it. So we hope it'll continue to grow. We're going to try to keep bringing you fresh content, meaningful content. One of the things we gave ourselves feedback on after the last episode was to make sure we keep the energy up through the podcast. We felt like we kind of lost some energy towards the end. So this episode and for the future now, we're making sure we keep the energy up. Uh, if If you have any feedback, if you want to say we did a good job with that or a bad job with that, too much energy, whatever it may be just tweet at us, let us know, but we definitely want to uh, not just kind of bore you with our voices. So we want to keep getting better and better. So let's see, we are doing a special series now uh, where we're breaking down each positional group on the roster. Uh, So it's going to be about, I think, eight episodes or so, which is cool, which gives us a lot to talk about. And um gives us a chance to review the roster going into the season.
2: Yes, I'm looking forward to this breakdown because also it it gives us an opportunity to just kind of talk about the players. And for me personally, I, I like to get to know the players more, their background a little bit, their stats. Uh, personally, uh, we have a few new players, you know, Steven Montez for the quarterback room as we'll be breaking down the quarterbacks in episode three today. Uh, He's intriguing to me, and, of course, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins. We're going to get through all these people, all these players, and uh, hopefully give you some insight of the the roster breakdown as we look into our quarterbacks for this upcoming year.
3: Yeah, so I think the way it's going to go is we're going to start with the guys on the roster, talk about them a bit, talk about uh, where we feel they're at now, what we'd like to see in 2020, and then kind of give a letter grade of where we feel we're at with that positional group. And then we're going to talk about 2021 and if things need to change uh, next year at the particular position. We're going to look at guys available either via free agency or the draft. Just briefly, we're not going to go too in depth there. Just just take a quick glance there. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's that's the way it's going to go. This episode probably won't be as long. We're just going to dive right in and get straight to it. So. Let's get started with the roster breakdown quarterbacks.
2: So I guess we'll go from the bottom of the depth chart to the top. So we're going to first look at Alex Smith, Uh, Alex Smith. I really like Alex Smith a lot. Um, He, we were six and three the year we got him. He's playing good good football. He didn't turn the ball over much, but, Obviously, we all know what the freak injury he had, and we got to see the documentary uh, last week. And we see the respect that he had amongst all the players. We think of a Patrick Mahomes. We think of a Colin Kaepernick. And I think his value right now goes way beyond football as opposed to helping Dwayne Haskins and helping these young quarterbacks in the locker room. And although he may be fourth on the depth chart, I think he may be the, the main reason why we see growth out of these young quarterbacks coming up from this season. So Alex Smith, obviously, is going to start from the bottom. Obviously, we, we all want to see him play again. But we have to be honest with ourselves. The injury that he had, we all saw his leg in the documentary. The photos were just excruciating. It's going to be inter- interesting to see as we saw him training, he's starting to run more. I can't see him playing another down for the Redskins, but I can see him helping Dwayne Haskins in a tremendous way.
3: Yeah, like you said, I think his value right now off the field, helping these guys prepare is is just invaluable. Um, there was a video I know of him back during last season where he had the brace on, I think, or he had something on his leg, but he was out there just uh, helping the guys, giving them handoffs in practice. He's been around. Dwayne Haskins tweeted after the Project 11 documentary came on saying, Hope those who watch Project 11 appreciate the person Alex is. He'd helped me tremendously the back end of the season on and off the field. I understand why people respect him the way they do. All love to you, 11. And so clearly there's a respect there. Guys in the locker room respect him. And I could see him being here long term uh, in a role outside of being on the field. So, you know, I don't want to bet against him. In terms right. of ever playing again, period. I don't see him playing again for the Redskins for sure, uh, just because I think we're going in a different direction. But I think he is definitely very valuable in this organization this year, and I think he's great to have around with three very young quarterbacks that we have. So that's right. that's a solid that's a solid fourth quarterback to have right there.
2: It really is, and he's a proven winner. Like I said, he he can show these young guys. The the ins and outs of the game, and that's what I like about Alex Smith is that he's just a professional. He's a pros pro. He's a coach's player, and he's going to teach these guys. Hey, if you want to be good, this is what you need to do. And as you said, as you said, Todd, with him helping Dwayne Haskins, I think that was vital. And we kind of assumed that that was going on in the background. But the fact that Dwayne Haskins stepped in and said that in his tweet made it made it seem that much brighter and that much better. That I'm glad that although we're paying him a lot of money to be a fourth quarterback, that he I would rather pay him so that he can help Dwayne Haskell be the
3: quarterback that we
2: the franchise quarterback that we
3: need him to yeah. be. Yeah, it's great that that he's getting paid, but he's definitely still he's providing value as he can. So that's encouraging. So Alex Smith, fourth quarterback, but a valuable asset for this team right now. All right, moving on to third string, you know, at the moment, and that is Steven Montez out of Colorado. Uh, I would imagine that as as fans, we don't know a ton about him. He started for three years at Colorado. Um, he played four years, but he started for three, through 63 touchdowns, over 33 interceptions, had 134 quarterback rating, completed about 62% of his passage and threw for almost 10,000 yards. Um, He's a guy who went undrafted, and that's kind of, I think, what was expected. You know, I don't think there was much anticipation that he would be drafted. I would imagine at this point, and Tay, you can go uh, in depth a bit more, as I know you've watched some of him. I would imagine at this point you're looking at third string best case, if not practice squad. I think it is good to have a third quarterback there who, you know, will have gone through the offseason, obviously hoping and assuming they can be training camp. So that in case something happens to Dwayne or Kyle Allen, you have a third body there. But um, I, think, I think practice squad may be even more of a possibility uh, than third string for Steven Montez, who has some, some traits, but definitely has work to do in terms of being able to, to play at a, at a certain level, at the level necessary in the NFL.
2: And I agree, I couldn't agree any more with you right there, Todd. Uh, this this guy Montez he he has a good size. When I was watching Lavisca Chenault, Chenault if I if I said his said said his name right, this quarterback Montez popped off the screen, not knowing that we would have him as a uh, undrafted free agent quarterback. But he's very athletic. He's he's big body. He's six four, and and he can he can move a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, with that, or you know that he can. Four six forty. You see, you see what I'm saying, and and it's always good to have a developmental quarterback. Yeah, just somebody. I, honestly, I love watching preseason football. He yeah. gives me a, is another player to watch in preseason. Another player that we can see develop, and I'm looking forward to him. Uh, obviously, he, you're not going, anticipating him being a number one quarterback or number two quarterback at any point. But what I like about it is we get to see a guy grow. We get to see a guy progress. He's in an offense. He gets to groom. He gets to. Uh, Scott, Scott Turner gets to groom him into the quarterback he wants him to be. So I'm interested to see how all these quarterbacks play a role eventually, especially in the preseason. I want to see these guys develop. And I'm glad we have a de- developmental quarterback that we can just look in and say, hey, that's our guy. We're going to develop him. And also, I heard Ron Rivera say recently the importance. He never knew the importance of having a third quarterback. You know the situation he had in Carolina with Cam Newton getting hurt and Kyle Allen, you know, going up and down, and the the other quarterback, the rookie quarterback they had going in this year. So this is an interesting, interesting player. Uh, he he had, he's had a problem with interceptions, and um, the the overall record as a, as a three year starter there, five and seven uh, for all three years as a starter wouldn't pop out on the screen to me, but. I'm looking I'm looking forward to this guy, Mont- Montez, and just seeing how he can stand tall in the pocket. He can he has some arm talent. He he has he has a nice arm and just seeing how how he grows into a player.
3: Yeah, it's always good like you said, have a developmental guy that you get late or after the draft is over because you never know when it will click for some guys who may not have even performed at a high level or at a, a level that excites you in college, but sometimes Sometimes some guys are even better in the NFL than they were in college. So I'm not saying that yeah, that will true. be the case with Steven Montez, but you just never know. And yeah. it doesn't hurt to see what you can get and have a guy every year or so like that. So we'll see with Steven Montez. And, uh, you know, hopefully he's a guy who can be, you know, at least put on the practice squad and can develop into, you know, a solid backup for this team at least. All right, next up at the number two quarterback spot right now, Kyle Allen. So we know obviously. The trade was made, a fifth-round pick to Carolina for Kyle Allen from the Carolina Panthers. Familiarity, Scott Turner with Ron Rivera with the staff. Now, I want to start off by saying I do think that was a good move. For one, I think this unique offseason, it's good to have a guy who's experienced in this particular system, for one. Sure. Two, uh, they would have either you know signed a free agent or drafted somebody later in the draft. And I would rather have Kyle Allen with the fifth-rounder then draft a fifth round rookie. Again, unique offseason and all that. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Kyle Allen has the makings of a solid backup quarterback. I think it's, you know, yet to be seen slash leaning towards him not being a starter, but we've only seen one full year, but he seems to have the makings of being a capable backup quarterback. So let's talk about this year he started. So he has started, 15 games, I believe, over the course of his career. 13 of those starts came last year. Of course, Cam Newton got hurt, missed almost the entire season. So to start off with Kyle Allen at the helm, the Carolina Panthers went – they won five out of six games. They went five and one from week three to week nine. Their one loss was a blowout loss to the San Francisco 49ers, who were obviously a Super Bowl team. He threw uh, three interceptions in that game. So to start off, his, uh, his touchdown-to-interception ratio, ratio in those wins, he threw nine touchdowns, four interceptions, and again, three of them came in that loss. So he threw nine and one in the five wins that they had over that six-game stretch. Hmm. After that six-game stretch, they went on to lose – their last, what, nine games, I believe it was. Um, And over the course of that nine-game losing stretch, he threw eight touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And also over the course of the entire season, he fumbled 13 times, lost seven of them. So he started off hot. He has some ability to make plays, to make the throws, to escape, to deliver the ball accurately on time. It seems like the consistency is the main issue and then when things start to go bad it seems they start to go really bad and mm-hmm. so I was on Twitter Johnny Kinsley at brick wall blitz he's a guy who does a lot of breakdowns he talks a lot about the Panthers he was talking a lot about Kyle Allen and and I think he's not the biggest fan of his so I was asking him because he watched him in depth and I said so what's the deal with Kyle Allen why does why did his play change so dramatically from his first six starts?" to his last nine starts and he summed it up basically as saying it's basically just when a backup quarterback comes in and they're able to play at a high level to start but they can't sustain that over the course of the season and so it seems like that may be the case here it's important to remember that was last year was his second year in the nfl so he doesn't have a ton of experience he had played in two games before that and so Maybe there's a chance that the five games that we saw where he was playing very well, he can he can he's capable of sustaining that over a longer period of games. Uh, the Panthers weren't a very good team last year. But he's not here to be a starter. He's here to be a backup. And with that in mind, I think he is a good option at backup quarterback for this year and for the future. And I think he has potential maybe if he can improve his consistency – to be a starter, a mid-level starter at some point uh, somewhere. But I think in terms of being a backup here now, I think they made a good decision. I think he's a good option at backup. And I think you may have that backup position uh, tied down by him for a number of years, hopefully, even if, you know, and we'll talk about Dwayne, and just hypothetically, if you had another starter next year, I think Kyle Allen could still be the backup here. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you look at him in terms of being a backup, I think it's good. If you're looking for him to be a starter, the jury is still out there.
2: And I like everything you said about that. Uh, uh, Kyle Allen. He. I remember watching the Panthers when they were going through that five-game stretch, that that six-game stretch, where they were lightening up. And I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he? How is he? Want- how was he winning games? Yeah, and a part of me, you know, part of me thought it was just Ron Rivera, you know, the defense. And I got to look at him, and he was making some pretty good throws. What I like about Kyle Allen is, uh, from what I see, that they say that Scott Turner loved him coming out of uh, as an undrafted rookie, and he actually lobbied the Panthers to sign him in the off-season. Oh wow! And and what and what what I like about that is that shows me that Scott Turner knows Kyle Allen similar to the Antonio Gibson situation. And it makes me wonder, you know, if if, if if Scott Turner really has a plan for Kyle Allen, you know, he's going to know the offense, like, and he knows Kyle Allen, like, the back of his hand, and that's going to be a good problem to have for the Redskins. We don't know if we're going to get the training camps. And he can help the Haskins. He can help the Montes, He can, and, and so in some words, help Alex Smith get the verbiage down. And, and if I'm Haskins, I'm, 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 I'm texting Kyle Allen, I'm 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 video, I'm zooming Kyle Allen, every yeah. chance I like yeah. trying to get the verbiage down. Trying to be the best quarterback and the best and the best and and, and hearing Kyle Allen talk, I believe he told Braun Rivera told him in Carolina, if you want to start, you gotta go get it. And I think that's why one of his reasons why he he wanted to come here was the fact that he's gonna get an opportunity to start if he if he does well and Haskins slips up. He knows the offense. With an offseason like this, you never know. But I think it's the perfect amount of competition for Haskins, where he's not too, where Kyle Allen is not too good. Yeah. But he's not sorry, and I think this is going to make Haskins a lot better, as opposed to bringing someone in like a Cam Newton or Andy Dalton or yeah. or, or or Teddy Bridgewater, someone of that sort, who may kind of be intimidating because of name, they're expected to start we well, not in this situation. You have Kyle Allen, who started last year, played pretty well, then drifted off towards the end, and you got Dwayne Haskins. And this is the perfect amount of competition for Dwayne Haskins because yeah. you look all throughout Ohio State, how he competed with, with Burrow, and he, and he had to compete with, with many other people. You think of the JT Barrett, and maybe he lost out, but – those are guys he competed with and everything we hear about Haskins, his competition makes better. But I like Kyle Allen. He was the number one pro style quarterback coming out in 2014. He's rated number one. And then another interesting nugget about him was he, he went to, he committed to Texas A&M, the Aggies, but eventually Kyler Murray took his spot and we all know what Kyler Murray was the number one pick in last year's draft. So.
3: Yeah. And I mean, to those who would say, and those who have said Bucky Brooks and others who have said Kyle Allen's here and he's, you know, he's here to start. I'm not going to say that that's 100% not the case, I, you know, in right. my opinion. I think there is a chance with familiarity that he has with the staff that um, they see that in him. But it really does seem like Dwayne's going to get the first shot at it, that it's his job to lose. And so, you know, if we do end up having to see Kyle Allen play, it would kind of be the same as Dwayne, where I'd be saying, well, okay, show me, impress me, do it right. consistently. and you know hopefully it doesn't come to that but if it does that's what it is but for du- uh for Dwayne we're looking for a starter for Kyle uh, Allen I'm just looking for a backup you know and yes. so if he can just he can show that he's capable of coming in and playing well when he needs to here and there staying healthy that's all I need so I like yes. him as the backup there I think that was a good move
2: all right to our QB1 Dwayne Haskins yeah I love I love Dwayne Simba. Haskins coming out. I love Simba coming out of Ohio <laughs> State. He's a competitor, and yeah. honestly, he was the guy I wanted last year in the draft. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with, with Jay and the, the personnel, people up top, there was some conflict, but I think every Redskins fan was happy that we got Dwayne Haskins. Some people say we got the best quarterback in the draft, but still still to be seen, and I think he showed some flashes towards the end of the season. What I want to talk about with Dwayne is, the, the offseason, he's been at Ramavere has given him. Uh, Ramavere said he's QB1. Vera said he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to work for it. But what I like about the offseason is Haskins isn't pouting. He isn't complaining about having competition. Nope. You know, he, he's a hungry quarterback. He wants to grow. And we're seeing videos of him slinging the ball. I love his arm. He has pop in his arm, he can make every throw. And, and That throw against the
3: Jets last year, that didn't count. Oh, but, man. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And yeah. that's
2: just a little glimpse of, of, of Dwayne that I, that I really like Dwayne. And I'm hoping he succeeds. Uh, what I like most about this offseason, though, is the, the shape that he's in. His body looks totally different. He's not the fat, chubby kid that we saw, you know, at some points <laughs> last season. But he, he looks more muscular. He, he looks like he's, he's faster. We've seen a couple of him running away from defenders. and I think that's one thing that we took for granted with Dwayne is I have no problem with him stepping up in the pocket. The man can make plays in the pocket. He's really elusive yeah. in the pocket. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how how he's going to grow in that area this year. Uh, he takes the hit. He'll throw, he'll throw in the pressure. Uh, but, but what I like is he's taking the initiative as a leader. And I think that's what Ron Rivera wanted to see out of him. I know he's talked about getting the receivers together in the off season and just trying to build chemistry with him. Uh, he, he seems very teachable this offseason, and that's one thing that's standing out about Dwayne Haskins. And, I, and a part of me believes he's going to succeed because he has that teachable attitude and he's hungry, and he, and he wants it. He wants it.
3: Yeah, and like you were saying about leadership taking that, Urban Meyer had said a little while back that Dwayne had to grow into being a leader. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do that. And as a rookie, I'm sure it's tough to be that. But going into his second year, Ron Rivera is looking to see that. Seems like he's taken the initiative to show that. I think, you know, looking back at Dwayne's rookie year, we have to look at it and exercise a lot of grace when we look at it. Not because we're Redskins fans and because he was our first-round quarterback. Because of simply the facts on the outside looking in, however you look at it, Dwayne was drafted into a horrible situation, yeah. okay? Toxic. So for one, toxic. He was drafted to a bad team. This team was not better before Dwayne. We were we yeah. were the same, right? Drafted him in the first round by a coaching staff, by people who, who didn't want him at least in the first round. They may not have not wanted him, but they didn't want him at 15. Mm-hmm. A, a head coach who was on the hot seat going into the season. Yeah. And so he was chosen, and then as the offseason went on, No effort was really put into developing him hardcore. Uh, They weren't, you know, emphasizing him working, trying to earn the job, trying to learn the job. They were moving forward with Case Keenum. They needed wins, right? And so he was put into a horrible situation, and it got worse when Jay Gruden got fired. You know, Case Keenum continued to start, but at some point, obviously, Dwayne had to start. But even then, you had Bill Callahan as the head coach who wanted to run, you know, power three tight end four (laughs) tight end you know sets just run the ball heavy run and then you had Kevin O'Connell who wanted to open it up and and so you had a a struggle there and so he's you know had what how many different people calling plays in his ear right and then I mean the talent around him he was playing with a lot of rookies a lot of young guys he was missing he's his who should have been his you know all pro left tackle and so there were a lot of issues last year and Dwayne was just thrust into all of that and expected to succeed and to shine, and, he, and anyone really would have struggled in that position. So yeah. when you look at Dwayne, the first time he came in, obviously, was against the Giants. Uh, he played about two and, two and a half quarters or so that game. We know we saw it. We watched it. All of us did. He struggled. Yeah. He threw three interceptions that game. Of course, we ended up losing that game uh, and getting blown out 3-24. to 24. Obviously, he went back to the bench came out again against Minnesota at this point, Jay's been fired. It's Bill Callahan. And he came in. Case Keenan was hurt, came in. We were moving the ball some, and then he sailed the ball over McLaurin's head when we were getting in the red zone interception. And uh, I know that guys have talked about it. Uh, JP, John Time, or whoever have talked about the fact that after that game, he was just sitting at his locker just with his head down for a long time. And I think what you see from that is, a guy who really, really hates to lose, who really hates <laughs> to perform poorly, who really hates to let his team down. And like I was, again, the same guys, Keim, um Jason Reed, uh, Redskins talk guys, and some others, Rick Doc Walker, have said that people inside the building and Dwayne himself have admitted that coming in, he he wasn't doing everything he needed to do. He wasn't working as hard as he needed to do. They wanted more effort from him. And I think, it's obvious that those games, when he came in in relief, were a wake-up call. One thing that's encouraging to me, just one thing, is that he threw seven interceptions last year, and four of those came in those two relief efforts where he played about what equaled to just over one full game. In his seven starts, he threw seven touchdowns, three interceptions. You already see an improvement there, touchdown-interception ratio. Mm -hmm. And when you just watch Dwayne, some of the unteachable traits he has – are that he's willing, like you said, to stand in the pocket, to deliver the ball, and take the shot. Yeah. One thing we didn't know is that he can move around in the pocket. He can escape. He can keep his eyes downfield and throw the ball. Yeah. He can flick the ball on a rope 50, 60 yards down the field. And he's mm-hmm. got some running ability, too. Now, he needs to learn how to protect himself. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. we as Redskins fans know <laughs> more than anybody. That guy needs to learn how to protect himself when he yeah, runs he the he ball. Does. <laughs> he can he can move. He looks faster than his 40 time, which was like, was it a five something? <laughs>
2: I think so. I think it was yeah.
3: bad. He doesn't look that slow, though. And so Dwayne Haskins has the potential to be a good starter in this league. I'm hoping this year he just lights it up. I'm excited to watch him play, and it should be fun. All right, so having said all of that, let's just briefly, we'll do 60 seconds, uh, 30 seconds each on all four quarterbacks, what our expectations are, what we want to see from them this year going through 2020. I'm going to start the timer right now. You can start on Alex Smith.
2: Alex Smith, I would like to see out of Alex Smith. I want to see him continue to get healthy, obviously, get that leg improved and maybe get a snap in uh, in preseason. but the big thing I want to see with him is continuing to develop, help out Dwayne Haskins and help these young quarterbacks. grow.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think I want him there in a supportive role. 100%. I want him on the sideline. You know, I want him at every practice. I want him talking to those guys. I want him keeping their head up. They're going to lose some games, telling them, you know, how to conduct themselves good or bad, whatever it may be, just mentoring, teaching those guys. And I think this is the easiest one because I think no doubt this is going to be happening. So I think Alex right. Smith is going to meet and exceed that hope and expectation. Okay. Now let's go into Montez, Stephen Montez, 60 seconds. Go ahead.
2: Stephen Montez, I don't expect much from Stephen Montez. I expect him to grow, continue to grow, uh, get underneath the quarterbacks, get underneath Alex Smith, learn the offense, and I'm looking forward to that fourth preseason game already where you get that third that fourth string quarterback that third string quarterback to play the whole game. And I just want to see growth between game game in and game out and hopefully going into the next off season.
3: Yeah, same thing. You'd like to see when he comes into the preseason that he just shows flashes, he shows an ability to deliver the football accurately, that he's able to stand in the pocket, you know, just the simple things, just the basic things. Just show a glimpse that something may be there. That's really all that we're asking for, Just show us a glimpse of something and to stay healthy. All right. All right, Steven Montez. Now we're going to go into Kyle Allen, what the expectations are. And go ahead.
2: Kyle Allen, one of, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have him as a backup quarterback, honestly. What I want to see from Kyle Allen this year, my expectations for him aren't, aren't that high. I just want to see him execute the offense in training camp and OTAs execute the offense, help Dwayne Haskins. And when you're put into the game, maybe some spot minutes here and there, some spot games here and there, Haskins, Lord forbid, get hurt, to play good football, protect the football. Don't throw interceptions in the preseason. Protect the football in the preseason, no fumbles. And that's what I would like to see him. Just come in and manage the game if he has to play.
3: Yeah. Just want to see some consistency whenever he does play. Just, you know, not the turnovers, not the kind of boneheaded, the misses. Like when he, you know, they could have really beat us. He missed a guy in the end zone. So i want to see some improvement. And if he does have to come in and play, let's see those five games he played at a high level and not the nine games where there were a lot of struggles. And hopefully he can be that backup for years to come. And then last, but obviously not least, let's go ahead and talk about Dwayne Haskins. Expectations for the season. Uh, 60 seconds. Go ahead.
2: My expectations for Dwayne is pretty simple. Learn the offense, put the work in, play football, and have fun. I think he's going to be in a situation where he has a coach that likes him. He has an offensive coordinator that likes him. And he has a coach that's had success with the quarterback with a similar personality as him. I'm looking forward to command commanding huddle, show some leadership, and I guess we could put a number on stats later on and and as we get closer towards the season. But what I want to see is growth going into the season. Each game, the same growth that we saw the last three games of the season in which he started.
3: Yeah, growth. I want to see consistency over the course of all his starts. I want to see a lot more touchdowns, interceptions. Even if it's not a lot of touchdowns, I want a lot more of those interceptions. And I want us to know at the end of the season that he is the guy, really, that he can be the guy, that he can get better year to year. I I want us to either know that for sure that's the case or to know that that's not the case, but I want to know that it is the case for sure. Obviously that's the positive situation we're hoping for in terms of expectations. I'm sure we'll do, the plan is to do a much more in depth uh, podcast about Dwayne specifically at some point where we'll we'll talk all about that and everything, but yeah, just a a kind of brief glimpse into our expectations. So uh, what would you give in terms of letter grade? to this group of quarterbacks right now from, from A is passing, F is failing, C, just passing?
2: I will say I'll give them a C, C plus. But I think towards the end of the year, they have the potential to be a high B or a low B.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I think, about a C. And, uh, and I think Dwayne is going to determine where that goes. So having said all that about the current group of guys, we're just going to take a brief glimpse into 2021, what options will be out there. We scoured free agency and what that will look like in 2021. It's not pretty. <laughs> Andy Dalton in Dallas, uh, you know, again, that's not, a, that's not a long-term option there. Jacoby Brissett, uh, Phillip Rivers will probably be in Indianapolis a couple of years. Jameis Winston signed a one-year deal with New Orleans. But you're not really seeing any long-term guys that you'd want to build with. I think maybe of that group, Jameis Winston might be the one you'd want to look at the most, but I'm not advocating for that at all. So looking at that free agent crop, I think it's going to have to be draft. you know. And I think that if we are having to look at quarterbacks in the draft next year, then we'll be in a position to get one of these quarterbacks in the draft next year. As it stands right now, top three, probably in this order, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first overall pick whether it's the team yeah. that ends up with the pick uh, from their record or it's a trade. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first pick. Nothing needs to be said about him as a player. He's incredible. He's lost one game yeah. in his college football career. Yeah. But we either have to be the worst team in the league or we'd have to be at two or three again and be able to trade up and give up some draft capital.
2: And I can't see us being that bad this year, honestly. As bad as no. I would like to be, I, I just can't see Rivera yeah. team being that bad.
3: Yeah, and that'd be tough for the fans to handle. I think. I mean, I I think ending up with Trevor Lawrence, I think No. one, Dwayne's not the guy, and then ending up with Trevor Lawrence would be a huge win. Oh man! But and maybe drafting that guy would would bring some excitement and cur- I mean, it would, but I think fans going through another going. three and thirteen year would be really really tough, especially right. with the level of you know um, optimism that there is right now. Yeah, and I don't I don't see three and thirteen, but. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is the top guy there and then next up would be Justin Fields you have some people saying that he might be fighting over this season with Trevor Lawrence for the top pick top spot at quarterback you have other people saying he's a ways away opinions are up and down what are your brief thoughts about Justin Fields as it stands right now just from what you've seen which probably isn't a ton
2: I haven't watched much film on Justin Fields so it's kind of tricky situation but I know the history of Ohio State quarterbacks isn't really good pertaining to the NFL so I don't know Uh, my opinion is I think Trey Lance the next quarterback that we'll be talking about may overtake him I think Justin Fields is a good college quarterback but when it comes to NFL quarterbacking I think Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance will be better
3: I think I Justin Fields I don't know but Sometimes I feel like there's some uh, Deshaun Watson with his ability to run and move and throw and whatnot. So we'll see how this year plays out. Things could obviously change, but it looks like right now he'll be the number two and then briefly Trey Lance, who is in the FCS, uh, same school that Carson Wentz came out of though 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions ran for, I think, 1100 yards. He could throw the ball. He can run dual threat. I think for him, this 2020 season is going to do a lot to either have him a top 10 pick or, you know, somewhere later in the draft.
2: Yeah, and you and you also look into the Carson Wentz effect as well. I believe same college. Uh, just something to look into. I think we're in a good spot. Uh, as I was telling uh, other people, I said, hey, if Haskins does good, we're good. If not, we have a good chance of getting another quarterback, one that Ron Rivera can hand for him so so i think we're in a win-win situation and it's no losing in this effort when you have one of the greatest quarterback prospects ever in Trevor Lawrence coming out the following year so
3: yeah yeah i agree uh you know we're we're 0 and 8 midseason i'm saying going 0 8 the rest of the season you know seriously <laughs> <laughs> but these are definitely three guys depending on how our season is going that i'd be keeping an eye on how their season is going so because, what what
2: if what if what if, the, what if there was no season and it's the same record <laughs> same draft order
3: as uh, this year what do you do So that means <laughs> the Bengals took um, Joe Burrow so they're not in the market for quarterback uh, I'll be honest, I would do whatever I have to do to get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> no shade to Dwayne at all, but I would do whatever I have to good. Yeah, I would be doing whatever I have to do to get Trevor Lawrence. That's a funny. That's an interesting scenario. That's a funny. That's funny. I'd go for Trevor, man. You you at two, you can't pass up on that. Yeah, I don't think you can pass that up. Man. <laughs> no. No. Then <laughs> I, you know, that probably won't happen, but you never know with, you know, you coronavirus. Know, <laughs> so that's that's a good question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on Twitter.
2: Yeah, we so, should we should definitely put that. On.
3: Yeah. So yeah, those are just three guys I'd keep an eye on. I think other guys will pop up as the year goes on. But I think overall we're feeling like a C C plus right now where we're at. Yeah. Just got to see what Dwayne Haskins can do over a full season. But I'm excited to watch. So we will be doing. Full uh, breakdowns. I think next will be running backs, so that'll be coming out here soon. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. Tweet at us. You know, follow us. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. Argue with us. Whatever (laughs) it may be. But um, yeah, we'll see you on the Twitterverse definitely.
2: Yes, sir. We'll see y'all later. And if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. We're looking forward to having one of our followers with the chase young jersey and hopefully hopefully maybe we can get that follower whoever it is on a zoom meeting with us just telling them how you want it and yeah um, i think that would be pretty cool as well
3: yeah i hadn't thought of that that's a really good idea we should do that and so we'll find out very soon who that person is thank you for listening this is todd
2: and this is Tay. thank you all for listening
3: yep we'll be talking to you soon